EWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And I want to give a huge shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month, and year after year. And I want to give a huge shout out to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And ultimately, want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Ah, we have another great show tonight. Uh, I know some of you probably been wondering uh, why I've been taking some time off. I hadn't had some, I uh, had to take some time off to kind of give myself a little break here at the end of the year doing a lot of planning. So uh, we have a show tonight. We're going to have one uh, next week as well. And then we have Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? Thanksgiving is coming up next week. Unbelievable that it's come up so fast. And, uh, you know, just just so thankful for where we are even here tonight. So uh, we have a great segment tonight. Uh, Tonight we will be talking about technology and money. So stay tuned for that segment. I have a very uh, special guest uh, uh, here on the show. I'll tell you a little bit more about him uh, in that segment. Now, if you have any questions and or comments for tonight, uh, you can call in at 917-889-8078. You can call in with any questions and or comments that you may have. Call in at 917 917- Eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. And for those of you that don't know that you can always listen to my show, uh, as well as some of the other shows here on the CWR Talk Network, you can listen to any of my past shows on demand. Uh, we can be heard on Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com. I've created a, uh, a page there on my website dedicated to the show, and it shows a full gallery of all of the past guests that we've had here on the show, as well as a listing of all the different financial topics uh, that I have addressed. I call it some of my solo shows. So uh, do go over to the website, check it out, uh, check out the gallery of different people. You might see some people that you uh, have heard of or even have seen. And very fortunate for all of my past guests. I have to say I'm blessed to have such a great uh, group of people, professionals, 
uh, on various topics, not just financial, but business topics as well and life topics. So uh, definitely check that out. So we're going to go ahead and move into our segment. Like I said, the segment is called Technology and Money. Now, my guest tonight, uh, when I say special guest, uh, this gentleman, uh, we had worked together for some years back. Oh, gosh, been some years ago, but we worked together at Verizon some years ago. So I'm so proud to have him here on the show tonight. Uh, He has over 15 years of information technology experience, of which the last 10 have been focused on building enterprise software solutions for a variety of industries. He has worked internationally with both customers and software vendors to bridge the gap between complex business requirements and creative technical solutions. His experiences have ranged the gamut of information technology, covering roles as a systems administrator, developer, project manager, technology consultant, and solutions architect. His passions are found in solving complex business problems with creative technical solutions. He has an MBA from Idaho State University and a BS degree in information system from Brigham Young University. Let's welcome to the show my former co-worker, friend, and guest tonight, Mr. Jared Ninsley. Hello, Jared. How are you doing tonight? Good, Lionel. How are you? I am doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Glad to have you here on the show tonight. No, thank you. We're real happy to be here. Perfect, perfect. Well, you're my guest. You're the technologist here, so we're going to mix it up with a little bit of tech and a little bit of money. And as I say often with all my listeners, make sure to grab a pad, pencil, and a pen. Uh, we're going to gain some knowledge tonight uh, talking about how technology affects and sometimes influences our money behaviors, our decisions, and our uh, actions. So let's get started, Jared. I'm going to throw you out some questions here uh, just to uh, kind of open up the floor here. Uh, now, we know that technology uh, is essential now more than ever. And, you know, from years, many, many years, it drives the bottom line at many companies. So I kind of want to open up with this question here. What are your thoughts regarding business spending on technology? Is it a good investment? That's a wonderful question. You know, uh, some people spend too much and some some people spend too little when it comes to to the technology that they're investing in. Um, Technology can can obviously be a wonderful, wonderful investment uh, for a firm or an individual to make. Um, If you're, you know, just to to put some perspective on it, um, for a business, uh, the average small business spends roughly 7% of their total revenue on technology. It's, it's a huge component of their spending. Uh, the, the larger a business gets, they, they start to be able to leverage you know, the economies of scale uh, that they have. And it, it doesn't go down too much. It goes down to about 4% of their total spend. Uh, so that kind of gives you an idea, uh, especially if you're a business owner. Um, if you're if you're wondering what others are spending, it's it's roughly four to six percent of of their total revenue, which is an, a, an enormous amount of of money that goes towards uh, towards their technology. Um, if you're not spending anywhere close to that, uh, you you may want to consider if, if there's some areas that uh, you, you you know if, if some of those machines are so old you you can't remember even when you last purchased them, it, it may be a, a time to 
to, to invest a little bit more um, in your business. But um, I've I've been a part of projects where an enormous amount of spending goes into an enterprise effort, and it it really does lead to wonderful productivity uh, improvements. And then I've I've seen the reverse happen, where just too much is spent on an enterprise type effort. Uh, so you know it does depend on on you and your situation and the industry you're in. Um, but uh, hopefully that gives you kind of a spread of, at least from a percentage perspective, of what what other businesses are spending and um, some things to think about if, as you apply it to, to your own business. Okay, cool. It's a funny story, I have to say this, when you said uh, about leading to productivity. Uh, I won't call the name of the bank that I used to work for some years ago. I've worked for seven, <laughs> so nobody can really guess where, what I'm, uh, which bank that I'm going to talk about. Uh, at one point, I went to a bank, Jared, and I left one bank where they had excellent technology, top of the line, and went, actually went to a larger bank. So my expectation was that you know it was either going to be the same or either better. Well, it was the total opposite. For instance, uh, at that time, we didn't even have Outlook as far as email uh, capability. There was an old D-Base, uh, I guess, program that the company, that the bank was running, and I couldn't even attach documents or even receive documents uh, through my email system at this particular bank some years ago. And it was rather embarrassing when I have customers trying to send me uh, uh, their documents, and I'm like, I'm sorry, we don't have that technology. We're not up to par. <laughs> So you're right when it said leads to pro productivity. I had to actually drive out to the customer site in order to get information from them, whereas they could have just easily emailed it had we had the right technology. So very good right. point. Yeah. Yeah, very good <laughs> and that point. probably uh, that probably afforded you some opportunity. You got some extra face time with your customers. If you want to look at it like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes large, you know, the the larger your organization, um, ch change can often be be even even harder uh, to achieve. So that's one advantage consumers have, and even small businesses, um, we can be a lot, uh, you know, more nimble when it comes to implementing new technologies. Because uh, you're right, you get into some of those really really large organizations, and to to even roll out changes like you know, switching from one platform to, say, Outlook or Microsoft 365, uh, it's it, there's a lot of work that goes into to coordinating something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, when you, when you flip to consumer spending, of course, uh, in some instances, some of my listeners, and that's not all listeners, and I would say consumers in general, sometimes we invest more than we receive back, meaning the return on investment. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a lot of technology out there, be it on our phones and different other uh, gadgets, but uh, we don't really get a good return on that investment. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, for, from the perspective of a consumer, um, some – and this is just my perspective, uh, Lionel. Uh, I yeah. see um, – I'm, I'm a big budgeter. And I like yeah. making my my dollars last as as long as as possible, uh, yeah. but but not to the extent that it really impacts my my ability to be pr productive. So, 
you know, take something like a smartphone. Um, I'm not the type of guy that's going to upgrade every single year. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, if, if, if you're an iPhone user and you've gone, uh, you know, you've, you've held on to that phone, you've, you've made it work for, you know, a few years, um, you can get, you know, a real great return on, on that investment often by upgrading. Uh, but if you're if you're upgrading every single year, uh, you <laughs> you may be spending more than you really need to uh, to have that smartphone ex- experience. So yeah. there, there's always a balance to it. You know, when we talk about um, is it is it a good investment to to invest in technology? The, the answer is you know well well maybe you know it can be it often is, right. um, but you can you can invest. Uh, too much from a from purely a, a fiscal perspective. If you're trying to be absolutely. really good with your budget, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Apple I've won't talk- like me saying that, but you know, you might not need to upgrade every single year. <laughs> hey, hey, well, they're not gonna like neither one of us. I say the same thing. <laughs> I, hey, I have two teenagers, and I went through that. Dad, I need the newest iPhone. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't need the new iPhone. <laughs> Let's talk about need. Yeah, need. That's a that's exactly. an interesting four-letter word. Yes, yes, of course. I, I always counteract it with, uh-uh, want. Ah, <laughs> you want it. You don't need it. You don't need it. So very good point there. So tell us, uh, how can companies, going just kind of just carrying the conversation here, how can companies protect their technology? I mean, we're in an age where, you know, cybersecurity, all those things are definitely on the rise even more now. How can the companies protect their technology now that's that's a wonderful question and that's absolutely on that's on all of our minds um i mean there's nothing worse than than putting your heart and soul into a business just to have as you know some some cyber attack uh take a lot of that away and and it is a real risk um you know something that's in the news a lot right now are something called a ransomware attack and uh, that's a very, very popular. We'd call it a threat vector within the cybersecurity space. It's, it's a very popular attack to perform on, on, on not not just businesses, but but even consumers. And and that's where, you know, your your computer uh, gets infected and all of your files get encrypted. <laughs> and the, the hackers got kind of smart, uh, Lionel. They, um, they said, well, let's not just have fun with people. Let's make a little mon- bit of money while we're at it, right? So yes, uh-huh. uh, your machine gets infected, uh, your data gets encrypted, and then you have to pay off the, you have to pay a ransom, you know, to get get access to your data. And wow. uh, the majority of these ransomware attacks, they, they do roughly 70% do target small businesses. Um, mm. And one of the reasons they target small companies is because. Um, the the sophisticated enterprise security that a lot of the uh, banks, as you were mentioning earlier, a lot of a lot of banks they'll invest millions and millions of dollars into their cybersecurity plans to protect against these types of threats. But a small business owner or a consumer doesn't doesn't quite have those resources. And um, unfortunately, for a lot of small businesses. Um, the number is between 40 and 60 percent, but but a but a high number of businesses uh, tend to go under after after a disaster. So you you really do need to uh, be aware of some of the threats out there and be taking steps to protect yourself. Um, some of the best things to do are, are just a few basics. Lionel would be uh, make a backup of your data. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. It sounds it sounds pretty pretty basic, but uh, a lot of businesses um, they they think they have backups, but they but they really don't. You know, they're not really checking their backups. They've never tried, or it's been a long time since yeah. they've actually tried restoring data. Uh-huh. You know, if, if if you were to just you know if you think you have a backup, uh, you know, when was the last time you actually tested it? You know, when was ah. the last time you tried restoring data? Uh, you may not actually have a backup. You just you just kind of think you have backups. Um, mm. That for me, that's that's the number one uh, thing is you know because even then, if a disaster strikes, as long as you have your data, you'll 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 be able to recover. Um, yeah. Firewalls having a mm. having a, a solid firewall in place um, okay. is is a must-have. Uh, making sure your software is is kept up to date. If you're using Windows, you want to make sure that uh, that you're patching, that, that the operating system patches are, are being kept up to date. Um, having a decent uh, anti-malware software yeah. installed. Um, I personally really like Malwarebytes. Uh, that's what I use on, okay. on my machines. But uh, there's, there's a number of, of good uh, anti-malware, antivirus uh, software products out there. Okay. And... Um, and there's, there's, I don't want to take up uh, too much on this subject, uh, Lionel. I can, um, if your viewers or, or listeners are interested, I can send you a list. But you know, it's okay. going to be backups. It's going to be firewalls. It's going to be making sure your software is kept up to date. A, 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 uh, changing your passwords uh, from from time to time, and uh, really just just being careful where you browse online. Um, you know, there's there's nothing free online. If uh, if um, if the if the product is free, that means you're the product, <laughs> which is something that uh, a, a lot of people I don't think realize when they're surfing online and they say, "Oh, this is great, this is free." Well, it's because you're the product. So just you know, just be careful as you browse browse around and uh, be careful what you click on. You make a ve- that's a very good point, and uh, I want to caution all of my parents out there that are listening. Uh, for all of your teenagers that are just browsing on any site. Uh, I've had to uh, put the, I guess, put the fire up under my uh, kids uh, when it comes to web browsing. I said, baby, you cannot just go to any site. You know, you got just certain things that you need to be aware of because uh, you want to go look up something. Uh, Every site is not good, not a good site. And you're right. A lot of, you know, I've I've seen that happen where, uh, uh, one of my kids went on the site, not a bad site. It was just they were looking up information, went to uh, a site, and a virus, you know, I guess was attached uh, to the computer. And I was able to get it off or, you know, or quarantine it rather and remove it. But it's so easy uh, for, for, in, for, for that to happen. And thank you for bringing that up because – People think that they can just put in anything in the browser and just go to the site and, oh, yeah, yeah, play around, and then you never know what's being attached to <laughs> and being downloaded. So, Yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, we, we see a lot of, uh, you know, movies, for example, that, that show hackers and they're, you know, they're diving into systems and, and, and penetrating into systems from the outside, and, and, and that sort of thing can happen. But but it's actually rather rare. the The majority of viruses and uh, malware that gets installed on on your machine it's it's actually from user driven activities. It's it's quite rare that a that a machine sitting idle 
is, um, I mean, unless it's, you know, not patched and there's not a firewall and, and some basics aren't in place, it's pretty right. rare that those machines get it, get infected. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the user um, clicking on links and clicking buttons that uh, trigger uh, some of these, these attacks and it's it's often those those uh, those websites with the a lot of free content pirated pirated yeah. content uh, illicit content yeah. uh, that's where a lot of uh, malicious code and and such is stored because um, uh, you're you're going there for a variety of reasons but you're going there it's, you think it's free and uh, yeah. they uh, you know they're they're trying to get into your machine yeah yeah I, I got another funny story here. Uh, Jared, I had a, uh, I guess a scam artist call me up one day and said mm-hmm. that uh, he needed to, I needed to update uh, the Windows software on my computer. And so he's needing me to go to this particular website so he can gain access to download the latest version. So, of course, um, I'm hip. I knew exactly what was going on. So I played as if I was an older gentleman. So he kept telling me, uh, well, I need you to go, go to, you know, go to this site on your windows platform. And because you, you may have a virus. Of course, I, I alluded to, I said a virus. I said, well, maybe I need to go to the hospital and get some antibiotics. If there's a virus. Oh yeah. So I had, I held on for probably about 10 or 15 minutes had this guy going. I mean, I aggravated him so bad till he, I mean, he, he had some choice words for me afterwards, but uh, uh, he, he never called me again because I was hip to uh, uh, what he was trying to do. <laughs> That's funny. I had a very, I had a very, very similar situation where someone called me and um, they said, well, your Windows machine, it's, it's having, I need to, I need to access it. And I, I had a little bit of fun with them. I, I ended the conversation with, but I don't even have a Windows machine. That's what's so, so strange about this conversation. And uh, <laughs> I have a Mac, but uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. oh, um, no, there's, you know, unfortunately, um, mo- most people are good, you know, in their hearts, most people are good. And yeah. it's called social engineering. That's a very common way that uh, a hacker um, gains access to a system. Um, it's, it's a way a lot of uh, larger organizations get, get taken advantage of is just by manipulating the, the goodness that's in that's in all of us and um, someone calling on the phone and uh, you know convincing you to let them have access to your machine. So you you really have to be careful. If it if it seems kind of fishy, if it if it seems out of place, then it then it is. You know, and yeah. nobody's gonna call you. Uh, unless they're, you know, unless unless you're paying an IT company and your IT provider calls you and says, a Lionel, right. um, you know, your your machine, uh, we, we're noticing some some strange things. I mean, you're yeah. not going to get a call like that out of the blue from someone uh, offering right. free help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just doesn't happen. It just, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. <laughs> and especially now, because uh, I've had a couple of shows where I talked about, you know, different scams. Uh, via people calling calling you or either doing what you just said, the social engineering part, where they may have tidbits of information about you, just enough to convince you to get access to whatever they're trying to uh, get. And we just have to be very aware, even from a personal standpoint, when people call in your home, uh, a lot of information can be found just by Googling someone's name. But uh, when they start 
getting very personal and you don't know the company or the, the person, just hang up the phone. You don't have to even entertain the call because if it's legit, uh, you can always call your company back just to confirm uh, if they were calling you in the beginning. So, uh, Absolutely. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Be smart about it, um, especially if the person's pressuring you. If they're um, some some techniques used in social engineering are, you know, a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll make it seem very urgent. They'll kind of pressure you on the spot to to make it a, a quick decision. Um, never, I I would never give away my social security number, you know, to somebody who called me. Right. Oh, <laughs> if yeah. someone oh, calls me and starts asking questions on on my name or, or personal information, it's like, look, you called me, I didn't call you. That's so, right. Um, That's right. Yeah, be smart and when in doubt, uh, you know, just 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 hang up the phone. And if your banks, if if they say they're from your bank, um, just hang up, hang up, and look up the number yourself to your bank and call your bank and verify. But yeah. there's there's a, there's rarely a reason to to give away. Uh, privilege information kind of there oh, on the yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, and like I said, parents, make sure you're letting even your 18, 19-year-old uh, 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 children, uh, same way, if they don't know, it's so easy to give that information out. So be very, very careful if that should happen to you, or at least be take these warnings, what we're talking about uh, here tonight. Now, Jared, uh, now technology can promote uh, this is another question. I know that technology can promote more spending from a custom, from a consumer standpoint. And uh, as technology improves, it opens the door, meaning it offers a lot of con- uh, convenience to customers or from uh, a lot of convenience to consumers to spend money. What are your thoughts behind that? You know, with the growth of technology or the advancement of technology, and spending money. I mean, I love to see improvements, but then sometimes it costs consumers a little bit more to have those conveniences. Can Absolutely. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there. There are some people who, uh, you know, they they really want the bleeding edge uh, technologies, and if your budget can afford that, and and that's something that you've prioritized, and and, and budgeted for that's that that's great, uh, but for a lot of us, you you really don't have to have the the latest and greatest. Um, I think I, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I I try to always get at least two or three years out of uh, you know a piece of hardware or something I've purchased. Um, computers, smartphones, they they really are uh, meant to last. Um, m- many many will last three to five years, mm-hmm. and um, something you can do. On the onset of a of a decision to purchase uh, a piece of technology is, um, I, I try to look for a, a, a piece of hardware that, you know, I don't need. Um, I don't like buying things just just for the label. Um, I don't try to purchase something for the. I don't want to spend a lot of money for the sake of spending a lot of money. But right. I don't want to buy junk. I don't want to buy junk either. So right. you know, if if you're looking to buy, say, a new computer, uh, be mindful that. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with with going to a large discount, you know, retailer and, and buying a, an inexpensive PC. But but keep in mind, if you find a too good too good to be true price on a on a on a PC and 
let's say they're they're only at, they're only asking a couple hundred bucks for for it and a monitor and a keyboard. I mean, there's a reason it's really really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not new tech, right? I mean, you're right. you think you're buying a new computer, but the but the reality is you're buying a computer that, from a technology standpoint, is is already a few years old. Um, so you know, be cautious about spending too little on a piece of hardware um, because you. You can buy a piece of hardware that it, you, you think you're getting something new, but the reality is it's already outdated tech. And then, in a in a couple years, it's it's going to need re- being, uh, you know replacement. So I try to target. Um, it I I tend to not spend less than you know four or five hundred dollars on, on a new computer, but I but I rarely spend more than a thousand. So you know if you're looking for a, a decent uh, computer. Um, you can get something fair for you know seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars will get you something really great, um, or a thousand. Um, now you you may have a special need, you know, when it comes to uh, graphic design or video editing or or something like that, where you you really do need to spend a lot um, right. on a new piece of hardware. Hardware, but but just you know think about think about the purpose that it's going to be used for. Um, think think about how long you you plan to use it, and and just make a smart choice. Don't don't spend money just to spend money, but but don't go so cheap that you know just the performance and the the usage is going to be limited. Yes. Uh, now you you got me thinking here again. Another situation, Jared. <laughs> uh, of course, now we have Black Friday coming up uh, next yes. week, and I remember some years ago. Uh, well, they do it every year. Uh, the big box stores will have uh, a select few of laptop computers, and they are marked down or sell prices. You can get it for $150, and it it, it is rather, uh, I hate to use the word deceiving, but you're right. Those computers are really not the exact same as the $400 or $500 computer. Uh, That's right. It may meet the need, you know, depending upon, you know, at that time for a for an individual. But of course, it depends upon buying a computer. Just like you said, it depends upon what you need it for. If you're doing high-end graphics, yeah, you may need to get uh, a, a little bit more, put a little bit more money into a computer. But you cannot have the same expectations from a hundred or hundred and fifty-dollar computer as you would an eight or nine hundred dollar computer. Uh it's it totally different there as you know as far as speed and things like that. But it, it can be rather tempting, I mean, for some people. It can be. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah. The hundred and fifty yeah, may um, work. Yeah, and but th- there's a reason it's only $150, and, and often the components are are less expensive components. Um, that's not to say that there there isn't occasionally a you know a great deal out there, right. but um, but keep in mind what what is the what's going to be the purpose of that say laptop purchase? Um, if you're looking to just browse the internet, occasionally watch some online movies, then then an inexpensive computer. Um, you know, maybe just fine. But if you're starting up a business, or if you're sending a student off to college, um, yeah. you know, look, look for another great de- deal. But you know, just raise the bar, <laughs> raise the bar a little bit. Um, It'll be worth uh, We the sometimes have, yeah, we've we've at times had had clients call us and say, oh, I, f- I found this, 
you know, Chromebook and it's they're they're liquidating them. It's ninety nine dollars. You know, what do you what do you think? And we all we always get a little nervous because we know we're going to be the ones supporting it. You know, so um, yeah, you uh, if it if it sounds too good to be true, it it, it probably is. And um, the only the only thing worse than you know making a very low ball purchase is then realizing that it's you really didn't get what you wanted. So so make yeah. smart uh, buying yep. choices. Yep, smart, smart, smart. My wife used the term, don't throw good money off the bad things. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm all about that anytime I can reasonably. If I have to pay for something, yes. And, and you made a good point about uh, sending kids off to college. Uh, yes, both my girls, I had to put a little bit more money into uh, their laptops and other devices that they have. And uh, But for if you're just browsing the internet, you don't need to spend a grand uh, no, on a new computer. No. <laughs> that's that's really not necessary. <laughs> really not necessary. Right, right. So the purpose, uh, the purpose is is important, and you know how long how long do you expect to use it for? Those are uh, those are decisions that you should consider. Okay, cool. All right, now uh, you may have answered a little bit of this, but. Uh, can you please or will you please address some of the dangers that we as consumers and business owners should be aware of with technology and also with our children with technology? Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a real important topic. And um, we did briefly discuss the concept that, you know, keep in mind that, that nothing is really free and that mm-hmm. when – uh, when it feels like a product is free, it means it means you are the product, <laughs> Lionel. Yeah. It means you're the product, and that advertisers are likely, you know, going to be going to be the ones who are kind of purchasing you. Uh, mm-hmm. So keep that in mind with social media. Um, I know it feels like it's free, but but you really are the product, and your children are the product. So this means you should be very aware of of what you post, what you put online, the the pictures, the videos. Um, you know, for my children, we, we try to remind them that uh, when you put once you put something online, it is always online. Yes. Uh, so be be cognizant and be aware that um, you know it might feel fun and exciting to post or you know yeah. goofy things and goofy pictures online now. But you know, some employer five or ten years from now, when you're <laughs> when you've graduated college. Yeah. They're going to be looking at who you are as a person, and they're going to be looking at your Facebook page and um, and Instagram and, and Twitter and the things that you've said, and you need to be really mindful that you're not um, impacting or limiting your future opportunities by mm-hmm. the things you're saying and doing today. So, you know, be be careful what you say and, and do online. Um, it's mm-hmm. It's going to be there forever. And uh, be careful where you where you go. Uh, make sure that the the places you you spend your time online are um, in alignment with your character as as an individual. And uh, that um, you know, just be mindful that um, a lot of websites with with pirated and, and illicit content they are more much more likely to contain malicious uh, code and, and malware. So you're you're putting your right. yourself and uh, your your future self. At risk. Yes, absolutely. I have, uh, of course, my kids are. I have an 18 year old and a 19 year old, but we had this conversation some years ago, and you're absolutely right, Jerry. I've I've written about it. I've talked about it here, even on the show. 
especially from a social media standpoint, that data footprint is there. If you if you write it and hit that send button or hit that post button, it's there. And, you know, sometimes people will try to delete it, but it's captured somewhere. And uh, I even had a couple of, of teenagers. Uh, I've got parents listening, and this is another. Uh, your kid's probably not going to like me right now what I'm about to say. <laughs> but uh, I know that our children love uh, Snapchat. And I was told by some teenagers that, well, you post something and it goes away after so many seconds. And I said, well, uh, there is a way of that information being captured and could be uh, passed out or passed along on the Internet in other forms. So you're absolutely right. Be careful what you post. Be careful of the videos or the pictures. Because 10 years from now, you're right, when you're applying for a job or you're uh, wanting to do something and your name pops up, it will and can come back to haunt you in the years to come. Or it can affect your current job. I mean, there are definitely several instances of individuals uh, just going off on social media. And unfortunately, that information has gotten back to their employer and they end up losing their job because of it. So make sure that we're being very responsible uh, with technology, with social media, uh, with our computers, tablets, and phones, and definitely when it comes to our children, uh, teach them how to do it the right way. So, Absolutely. I yeah. had a, This is going to date me a little bit, Lionel, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a professor <laughs> in college when I was in my uh, the graduate program I was, I was in, uh, he had an it was an ethics class and and he had something he called the US USA Today principle. He said, um, you know, whenever you're about to make a decision, you know, think to yourself if if what I'm about to do or say were to show up on the front page of of USA Today tomorrow, uh, you know, how how would you feel about that? Would you be proud of what mm-hmm. you did or what you said, or <laughs> would you be awful, awful embarrassed that it's now in print? So, yeah, be be kind to your future self. You know, be if uh, be be aware that employers are performing social media background checks now, and yeah. that they're digging into to who you are as a person, and uh, hopefully, nothing you've you've done or said will will come back to bite you. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Jared, well, give us a little bit about your company, your organization, and how you help clients. No, I appreciate that. Our, our company is yeah. called Fizen Technology, and the, and the word Fizen uh, means uh, financial zen. Uh, that's what that's what Fizen means. We we want our clients to achieve uh, their financial goals. And we we strive to make that happen through through technology, through their use of technology. Uh, so we provide IT services for other businesses. Uh, that can be things anywhere from uh, helping them with software implementations and standing up CRM platforms and using um, elect- electronic signature platforms to uh, supporting them in a, in a traditional IT help desk role. Um, our, our goal is really to be a, a trusted IT contact and provider and to, to be their IT department, to be someone that they reach out to when they have technology questions and needs. Okay. And if you can provide your website or any other contact information. 
Absolutely. You can reach us at www.fizentech.com. That's F-I-Z-E-N-T-E-C-H.com. And our, our main number, if you're interested in talking with one of our representatives, is 813-985-7972. Perfect, perfect. Now, in closing, as we're coming down to a close, uh, I've been asking this of all of my guests because 2020 has been a very unique year for all of us. Uh, if you can kind of give me maybe one, two, or even three, uh, some, some recommendations or some advice uh, during these days of COVID-19 from a technology standpoint? What would you recommend we do or some advice that we can do during these days of COVID-19? You know, something that's really struck me is, um, you know, we've been asked to physically distance, but we haven't been asked to socially distance. <laughs> so ah. um, it is, uh, there is a pandemic and we need to be careful and, you know, we need to protect ourselves and protect others. Uh, but technology can help you bridge that gap of uh, communication. Communication is so important for us as, as individuals and, and families and communities. Uh, so um, if you have a smartphone, if you have a laptop, um, you are able to access technologies. Uh, for example, Zoom has been very, very popular uh, oh, yeah. for many of us. Um, FaceTime and and, and there, there are technologies that can help you stay in contact uh, with with each other and your loved ones. So I know in my family we're finding as many opportunities as we can um, to uh, hop hop on to uh, virtual uh, meetings together to to chat and to talk and to catch up. And um, that is one way that hopefully during this time you can uh, be sure to. Um, physically distance, but not necessarily socially distance uh, from one another. Gotcha. That's a very good point, yeah, Jared. I, I, my family, we do a weekly call uh, because we're you know distance apart, but we're able to stay in contact. And you're right, it's we bridge it through technology. Uh, we mm-hmm. use either FaceTime. Uh, I've had some other family members, which I'm getting ready to do now. I have a very large family. Uh, on my mom's side, and uh, we need to do Zoom or Microsoft Team because there's a lot of us. <laughs> and uh, you're right; that would be one great way of being able to uh, physical. We physically can't see each other because of COVID-19, but we can overcome that using technology through Zoom or some type of a platform Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, Jared, thank you so much. This has been very informative. I, like I said, this is great because I've never had a uh, technology uh, person here, a technology guest here on the show. So thank you for the nuggets of information, your knowledge and experience that you shared with us tonight. Oh, Lionel, it's been my pleasure. Perfect, perfect. Well, that is a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And by the way, next week is going to be definitely a great treat. My guest and I will be talking about, I know if you haven't, well, some of you may have heard the word or the term adulting. Well, I have have an expert that we will be talking about that term adulting, adulting 101 for today's millennials. 
So make sure you tune back in next week. We have another great show uh, lined up. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, I would encourage you to do so. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also reach me on my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. I also have a YouTube channel. I post a great variety of different videos. I have some great funny financial videos that I put out there. But I also have some student success videos for all the teenagers out there. I would encourage you to go out and check those out. I also have some videos, uh, learning videos regarding some personal financial topics as well, and also some past speaking engagements. So, so definitely touch base with me either on YouTube, there on my website, or through social media. And for those of you that haven't gotten a copy of my new book, my new book is called Money Responsibly. I had it published back in, uh, in January. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, or you can go to my website at shipmentconsulting.com, go to the Contact Us page, and request an autographed copy of the book, and we'll make sure that we get a copy there in your hands. be a great holiday gift, a great Christmas gift for somebody, or if you need it just for yourself to gain more knowledge uh, in the area of money. Now, as we get ready to close, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk to you next week, but before I go out, you know I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. This is a tune called West Coast Cooling by Mr. Norman Brown. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.